be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of Paul to Timothy. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me. Because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me and the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, the honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord.
cries were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she is found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Someone 
says, I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. I would argue that being that kind of sinner is a really painful way to live as well. And then we have the writer of 1 Timothy, probably not Paul himself, but somebody who understood how Paul thought very well, the earnest sinner. He's so earnest, right? I used to be a sinner, but now I know God's mercy, and he's making me an example for all of you. And I don't need to make fun, it's a beautiful passage, but he is kind of earnest. So, perhaps you're an earnest sinner. And then when we get to the gospel, right at the beginning, again, is sort of the key. We're told that now all the tax collectors, who's that? Those are the people that work for the government. Those are the people that have to get a job in order to feed their family. Right? All the tax collectors and sinners, what were they doing? They were coming near to listen to Jesus. And those Pharisees and scribes were grumbling. Well, who were they? Well, those are all the religious people. All of those people, people who listen to Jesus, they're sinners too. That's us. All of us. So I'm calling that the garden variety sinner. That's everybody. So whoever put the liturgy together, the lectionary together this morning, was having some fun with us, I think. All four of these texts deal with sin in a different way. But actually, the first one and the last one are kind of comedic bookends. So stay with me. That wonderful reading from Exodus When I read it this morning, I was thinking, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Moses is up there talking to God. They're best friends, right? Moses and God are best friends. And God says, Moses, go down there. Go down there. Those people, your people, those people you brought out of Egypt, they're misbehaving. I'm going to burn them up. And Moses, being the good kind of best friend that he was, goes, well, actually, I think they're your people. I think you're the one who led them out of Egypt. I think you're the one who promised Abraham and Isaac and Israel, and you make some pretty serious promises that don't involve burning everybody up. And so we're told that God changed his mind. Because sometimes when we're close to somebody and they just remind us that we're really going off the rails, if it's somebody we know and we trust and we love, we listen to them. So God listened to Moses in this case. But can't you see it as a Saturday Night Live sketch? It is kind of fun. And then we get to the Gospel. So when Jesus says, 
sweep the house and find that dime that dropped behind the dresser. And of course you call up your neighbors and your friends and you invite them over and you say, I found my lost coin. Come over and celebrate with me. I can only imagine that the people listening to this are thinking, this guy's crazy. This guy's really crazy. But that's the good news. That's why this is not just a sermon about sin. Because what Jesus tells us is when we wander off, as we do, consumed with our distractions and our work and our wanting things and just being bored with it all, whatever, God seeks us out and brings us back to a party. To a party. And we rejoice together. We rejoice together. We rejoice even with the angels in heaven are rejoicing. God does things that we don't do. So it turns out this is a homecoming Sunday sermon after all. Because today we enter a new year. And we have new opportunities to join in God's party. The Sunday party, right here at God's table, where this forgiveness and mercy and peace are poured out every week. God has also brought us some new people to our Trinity party. Hoping some of you have met Wesley, our new sexton, and Wilson and Lucy, who clean the church on Mondays to make Trinity sparkle for all our parties. And John Ashley will join us on Thursday as the Director of Operations and Communications. And Tammy hobbs Baraki, our intern for this year, will meet her at the announcements. But it's not a party, friends. It's not a party if you're not here, too. So I'm asking you to make a commitment to one another to come to the party regularly. It's really not the same when you're not here. And because it's such an amazing party, invite your friends, bring your family, so they can join in too. And I'll make you a promise. I'll make you a promise that at this party this year, we're going to study and pray, and there will be fellowship and laughter and tears. And there will be sin, and there will be forgiveness, there will be love, and hope. It's all here. So how will you join in the party? What joy will you bring to share with one another? Let us begin again together, sharing in God's promise of this love for all.
Jack, 
Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. Today we give thanks for the ministry of our new intern, Tammy, and our new director of operations and communications, John. Thank you for bringing them to us as ministers in this place. We will exalt you, O God, our King.
If you're interested in athletics in fourth grade and up, please go talk to Libby. Let me stand away. If you're interested in an altered film, please go talk to Nikki. Nikki, can you stand away? And keep your ears open for our creation care team. They'll be announced next week, but they're going to agree in our coffee hour and our whole church over the course of the year. So I just want, if you want to join that, come talk to me. Walk in love, wait. There will be healing prayer right over here in this trip that during the taken and immediately following. Walk in love, as Christ loves us, they gave themselves for us and offered them a sacrifice to God.
your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on them in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving, knowing that all are welcome at God's table.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and to serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of God and of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We, who are many, are one body, because we all share one bread. My friends, life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of our fellow travelers. So be swift, make haste toward kindness, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier be with you and those you love, today and always. Amen.
Let us go in peace and rejoice in the power of God's forgiveness.